Okay. Well, this is the Fiction Old and New Book Group. Um, today is Thursday, uh, September 1st, 2016, and we're discussing um, Bobby Ann Mason's book, uh, In Country. So let me give you a little information about her. Um, Bobby Ann Mason was born on May 1st, 1940, in Mayfield, Kentucky, and was raised on her family's dairy farm in western Kentucky. She earned her uh, B.A. in English at the University of Kentucky in 1962, her M.A. at the State University of New York at Binghamton, and her Ph.D. at the University of Connecticut in 1972. During her time at the University of Connecticut, oh, hi, Ginny, welcome, um, Mason met Roger B. Rawlins, a magazine editor and writer, and they married in 1969. Her first short stories were published in The New Yorker during the 1980s. Many of these stories were collected in her first book, Shiloh and Other Stories, published in 1982, which won the Penn Hemingway Award and was nominated for the American Book Award, the Penn Faulkner Award, and the National Book Critics Circle Award. Her first novel, In Country, was published in 1985 and was made into a Norman Jewison film starring Bruce Willis. Um, her other novels include The Girl in the Blue Beret, Spence and Lila, Feather Crowns, An Atomic Romance, and a biography of Elvis Presley. Her memoir, Clear Springs, was a finalist for the 1999 Pulitzer Prize. So um, why don't we see what everybody thought of, of this book. Um, one thing I was just going to mention which really struck me when I was reading uh, this book was it's so clear um, how much the Internet influences us these days because if you think about um, her Uncle Emmett, um, he went down to, I guess, the local restaurant and he met with other other vets uh, like himself and he would have gone maybe to the VA hospital as well, but there really wasn't a place where you could find that information about Agent Orange if you wanted to know about it, other than speaking to somebody in person or speaking to somebody on the phone. There was no listserv. There was no community online to discuss this. There was no information out there if you just wanted general information. And even at the end of the book, when they went to the Vietnam uh, Memorial Wall, Emmett was searching for the names of, of men that were in his platoon to see if they, they had survived. And I was thinking to myself, nowadays, you could probably find that information online. So that was, for me, one of the interesting things about the book was it really showed you, uh, for those of us like myself who are old enough to remember the time before the Internet took over the world, um, you know, how people got information. So why don't we see what everybody... Um, everybody thought of the book and also welcome alan as well well well, i'll jump in first uh i i I wasn't that impressed with the book uh i mean i mean it was okay but uh i I didn't really did 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 emmett really was there anything ever conclusive that he that he had agent that he was afflicted by agent orange I, i i never really got that from it uh the sam seemed to think that that was a possibility but I, I, I didn't get the impression that he was suffering from that and uh i, I you know I, it, it really didn't 
I really didn't get the impression that it talked a lot about the Vietnam War, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, I mean, the, I mean, it was obvious that, that he had served there and Sam's father had been killed there. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't get the, uh, the impression that it really talked a lot about it other than uh, what, what the 17-year-old girl thought about it maybe maybe i maybe i missed something but uh uh because none of none of the vets in the book really said much about it didn't seem like to me and uh uh it it just seemed like uh there was a lot of talking about it from from sam's character and she really didn't know that much about what really happened so uh uh, I, I really didn't really connect with any of the characters, and uh, so I'm, I'm curious what y'all thought. So I, I thought it was okay. Uh, Jenny, sorry, but we can't hear you. I, I interrupted you just because we can't hear you. If you want to try your microphone again, that would be great. Um, I just wanted to say, Alan, that I thought Agent Orange was kind of a convenient scapegoat because um, she didn't really understand PTSD, and I don't think they called it – I don't remember if they called it that, that then or not. I had to keep reminding myself that Sam was 17 because I didn't really like her much. I thought she was really immature. I liked kind of the non-central characters, the Anita character, Emmett's um, on-and-off girlfriend. And I even liked Lonnie, even though he didn't have a whole lot of ambition. I kind of felt sorry for him when Sam dumped him. But I found Sam really immature, and, and I know she was only 17, so I, I shouldn't have such high expectations of her. Um, I think I missed my... Can you guys hear me? Yes, Leela, we can, we can hear you if you want to try again, and also uh, Ginny if you want to try again as well. Um, I'm just going to just mention one thing that I, I did think Emmett had Agent Orange because he had that acne that they kept talking about that was some sort of a, a symptom of, of Agent Orange as well. Um, so I actually thought that he, that he had it, um, and, and that was uh, definitely he had some emotional issues stemming from the war. That was, that was pretty clear as well. But I, I thought it was possible that, that he had that as well, but I would agree that maybe we didn't really know from the story. Um, and the other thing I'm going to say is I actually loved this book. <laughs> I thought this book was just phenomenal. Um, I thought it was so interesting to see the impact of the war upon this family, um, you know, with the father being killed and the mother, you know, doing the best she could, but also taking care of her brother as well and everybody just sort of, you know, trying and, and the lack of information out there to talk about, um, you know, all the, the experiences as well. So I, I thought she really did a really good job of showing um, how the war could impact upon upon a family. Um, but anyway, let's see what Leela and Don and Ginny think. Yes, hi. Um, I think every time I go into this um, program, I have to mute 
unmute my microphone for some bizarre reason. I kind of um, agree with you, Michelle. I really did like the book very much and found it very rewarding. When I started the book, I had a really hard time getting into it. So for some reason, I went on kind of a reading jag, and I, I read about the book, and I read about the author. And um, I thought there were it was an interesting book about the that really was very muted in a way. In fact, you could even call it a little flat um, at times. Um, but it, the issues that it brought up um, were, really, when I look back on that time, I'm still confused about how I feel about the war. And some of the one of the points she made in an interview were that many of the people that did fight in Vietnam were not terribly sophisticated or well-educated. Many of them were from the country. And so um, the discussions that they had maybe reflected, um, you know, some of their background. Um, there was uh, the issue of feminism, you know, Geraldine Ferraro, I liked that. And then um, I, I just loved Sam. I mean, I know Ellen didn't like her. I really liked her. I thought she was pretty typical for her age and for the era. And um, I thought it was interesting the way at first her dad came across you know, her dad, you know, came across as a certain way, and she was really repelled by um, the entries in his journal. But then later, at the end of the book, she came to an acceptance of why people took some of the actions they did take. And it was not really, um, I, of course, lived through that era, attended protests and so on. And um, I think also, at first when I read the book, I was a little put off because the character seemed so kind of outrageous, almost like she was making fun of them. But then by the end of the book, I had affection for all the characters except for Lonnie, I think it was, who really antagonized me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was an interesting book. It, the one scene I had a lot of issues was when she decided she was going to um, kind of try to duplicate the experience in being in Vietnam. And I just, I, I, I suspended disbelief, but I thought that that wasn't very convincing. But I did really, really like the book, and I'm glad I read it. You know, you know, here's the deal. I actually am glad I read the book. Um, now, Jenny, I didn't live during that time, so if, if I'm saying something wrong, let me know. Um, I, my stepfather was actually in the war. And one thing that my mom has always said is they never talked about the war. Um, like Sam, she wanted, you know, everybody to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Well, um, my stepfather never talked about it. And I know that, you know, they didn't talk about it in the book. And I'm wondering, you know, that's probably, and I understand what you're saying, Ellen. That's probably why they didn't. The only time they really, I, sh they showed, um, I guess, psychological issues, if you will, was kind of at the dance when they all got together. And, um, but see, the, the problem was is that, there was no psychologist or no help given to vets at that time. And that's the saddest thing because really look how it affected her family. And actually, uh, the war affected my family as well, which is, you know, like I said, my stepfather was in the war and he ended up, um, he had flashbacks and stuff like that. Kind of like, um, was it Sam's uncle? And he actually killed himself because he didn't 
get help, and it was really sad. But um, I'm glad I read this book. I, Sam was very human. We'll say that. I, I didn't... There was, again, like you said about the whole um, scene where she wanted to pretend to be in Vietnam or whatever, and then and then she literally pushed her uncle almost over the edge. I mean, I think in the end it worked out, but really she was so obsessed with the war, and I think that um, it didn't help that her uncle didn't talk about it. It didn't help that her mom didn't talk about it, you know. And so she tried to get his friends to talk about it. And, of course, they didn't want to because they're affected differently. And, you know, like that guy's wife, when he, when she left him, um, that was, you know, that really got to him too. I, I actually really am glad I read this book because um, I actually, it, it, it made me know that, like, I mean, you know that yours isn't the only family affected, but when you see it in a book or something like that, it kind of makes you feel better. Like, okay, I'm not alone, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think you both made really, really good points. Um, I, I agree with what you said, Ginny, about how this reflected the experience that a lot of people had who came from the country. I, I think that's really true. And I think that some of the stuff in the story... It might have seemed a little folksy or whatever, but I think it was, It was. I listened to some interviews with the author, and she said that one of the things she likes to do is she likes to go back to where she grew up and sort of collect details of the way people lived. And that was the sense that I had, that she was really trying to detail their their experiences, even the trip that they took um, at that was at the beginning and the end of the story where they went to the Vietnam uh, Memorial Wall. It, it, it seemed very authentic to me that these three people would go together and the way that they were traveling and they were worried about the expenses of the, of the room and then the grandmother didn't want to be in the room with Emmett because they, you know, she felt uncomfortable being in the room with the man and all that kind of stuff. It really, really rang, rang true to me. And I think you're right also, Leela, about how people didn't talk about the war experiences. I don't know that it was only the Vietnam War. I think it probably was World War One and World War Two too. All these experiences that people really didn't talk about. Um, my dad was in the Korean War and although I asked him quite a few times about that experience, he didn't want to ever talk about it. Um, and I don't think that that's so unusual. And I think that Sam was trying to um, learn about her father and her mother also didn't talk about him as well and when she finally had the chance to read his diary and see that you know he really loved um irene uh sam's mother and you know to learn a little bit about him um i think that was that was good and i also thought that that relationship that well not really relationship but the encounter that she had with tom who was like around emmett's age and was probably like twice as old as she was i thought a lot of it had to do with her you know, wanting to understand the experience of what it was like to be in Vietnam and, and that whole sort of attraction to, to that as well. So I, I thought there were a lot of interesting details. And also what you said, Ginny, I know Sherry and I had talked about it. I, the character that I did not like was Lonnie at all. I just, I didn't find him appealing. And I think that she put the character of Dawn in the story 
as sort of a contrast um, so that Dawn was her friend, but Dawn, you know, got pregnant when she was in high school. And I think Sam very much wanted to uh, to escape this town. Um, and I, I did actually see the movie recently. Um, I had I don't remember if I saw the movie when it first came out, but the difference between the movie and the book is huge. But one of the difference was at the end of the movie, Sam decides that she's going to go to, uh, I guess, the University of Kentucky, I think it was, and live with her mother and the mother's new husband and their baby, which was not the the ending that necessarily we we got from the book so that that was interesting as well yeah i thought too that sam hit on tom mostly because she thought it was a way to get closer to her dad in some way to learn more about the war and stuff like that i didn't understand sam's mom at all she seems to have just deserted sam and left her with emmett who she herself didn't consider wholly you know responsible enough to take care of a teenager and he did pretty good i suppose but i found that really odd that she would just leave her and go off with her new husband and baby um i think what you said michelle is true i don't i think vets pretty universal you don't talk about their war experience um i used to see a lot of vets when i did crisis intervention stuff and i've had more than one tell me their stories and believe me you don't want to hear their stories they're they're horrendous much more horrendous than anything she put in this book and they've told me that they don't talk about it because people really don't want to hear these bad details and that they can't talk about it without breaking down and so there's a lot of pride involved and i think there was a lot more macho back in this war too these men didn't want to admit they had they needed to see a therapist whereas now i think it's a lot more acceptable to seek therapy and hopefully iraq vets will be more likely to seek therapy than just to keep everything bottled up in themselves but anyway i was wondering what you guys thought about irene and if it was just me or or did she was she kind of irresponsible leaving her daughter like that um i had the impression that irene left her when she was probably i guess maybe a junior or something in high school because she seemed to have a very young baby so I thought that she got married recently and she moved with the new husband who I guess, I forgot what they used to call him, Lorenzo Jones, but I don't think that was his real name. Um, so I thought that she took care of Emmett for a long time and she took care of um, her daughter for her whole life. And I, I, I mean, I agree with you that it wasn't so great that she left, um, but I don't think it's that unusual. I mean, I think a lot of families... You know, they have these sort of like what they call informal adoptions sometimes within families where somebody goes and lives with a relative and not always the parent. So I I guess Sam wanted to stay where she wanted to stay. I think she would have been welcome to live with Irene, um, but I don't think she wanted to go. And since Emmett was still there, she allowed her to live with, with him. So I didn't think she was irresponsible I guess I think she was just trying to um, create a life for herself while at the same time you know not forcing Sam to to move with her to a new place well I kind of felt bad for Emmett because if you remember at the end 
He said, I failed as a father, and I was trying to be a father figure to you. Well, why was he trying to be that? Because basically her mother, quote-unquote, gave up on Emmett and left Sam there. And I, she did try and get Sam to come you know, up to Lexington, but there was a, and this is totally normal, there was a I don't like him deal, uh, you know. Um, but... I kind of felt bad for Emmett because he really had a burden on his shoulders that he didn't know how to carry. I mean, he did his best. I don't quite agree with some of the things he let her do, but he did his best with what he had. Yeah, this is Jenny. I really liked um, the relationship between Emmett and Sam. Um, I thought... You know, they were both trying to nurture each other. I think that um, Emmett was one of those people who really was devastated by the war. And um, when he, and the reason, one of the reasons I liked this book was it made its points without a lot of bloodshed and gore. Because, you know, a lot of Vietnamese books I've tried to read, I can't do it. So this was kind of hinted at. You know, I think there was um, a discussion about, see, I'm even blocking it now, something about murdering women and children and, you know, crowing over the fact that they got a couple Vietnamese. Um, they, you know, I think um, her, her dad, uh, Dwayne. But in context, and that's what the book had a little bit, there wasn't that sense. It was us and them. You know, they really... Um, showed some of the fallacies of that kind of thinking, I think. And Irene was interesting. I really felt that she'd have been in her daughter. But then, after I thought about it, um, and actually read a little bit about it, but she had asked her daughter if she wanted to come. And I think that um, Sam was saying, for a couple of reasons, it seems to me, first of all, she felt responsible for Emmett for whatever reason. And then, second of all, I don't think she was done with trying to figure out what happened to her dad. And um, I think once she resolved that, towards the end, the plan was for her to live in her, in her mom's um, house. Also, the mom was in a difficult situation, I think, um, because I think this was a pregnancy that was unexpected. And I don't know if she was that crazy about Lorenzo or whatever his name was herself. I think she felt that she had to stay and create a home for <clears throat> the child. So I admired that. I admired her when I admired Irene. I liked Irene by the end of the book. I was happy that she, um, you know, gave um, Sam money for the car and so on. And um, <clears throat> I think you had a clash here, too, of traditional values. You know, I don't think that um, that Emmett's mom really understood her son very well. Like, she wanted to see him working. I think he was by the end of the um, novel. But this was a very traditional, like Leela said, South, where there wasn't a lot of psychological awareness. My dad was in World War II. Now, I always thought it was my fault somehow I should have asked him more about World War II because he was a great storyteller. But um, the, the Vietnam War also, I remember, was <clears throat> something everybody wanted to forget, you know, and, and it was, um, you know, so many um, lives lost exactly for what? I mean, I'm not even sure I know now. Yeah, I, I was actually, I spent some time trying to find a book about the Vietnam War because I was interested in in reading a Vietnam War story, but I did not want to read a story about soldiers in the war because I just thought, 
first of all, I thought if you're going to read that, you're probably better off reading a nonfiction book as opposed to a fiction story because I think you really want whatever you want to call the truth. I think you really want the truth. And I really like this story because exactly what Ginny was saying, that I got the sense, you know, a little bit of what these these people had gone through both the people that were there and the people that were home and and you know both suffering in, in in different ways but they didn't hit you over the head with it it was really it was you got a real sense of it like i had never heard the expression in country before you know and and they mentioned that in the story and that's how they referred to being in, in vietnam and just you know even the things about how they played the music because you know this of course was before the time now where you know people have i don't know ipods or however they listen to music you know you have the the radio stations and they played the music and that's how they they all listen to to music and stuff like that so um that was what interested me a lot was you know trying to kind of go along sam's journey because I, I really felt for her. I mean, I said to myself, you know, if you grow up, your father died before you were born, and you don't know anything about him because it didn't seem like she knew her her paternal grandmother all that well, and her mother never talked about it. Um, I did have a question. It's kind of just a little question. I don't know if anybody knows the answer, but when they were reading the letters, um, Dwayne said that he liked the name Samuel, which he said was from the Bible, and that's why they ended up calling her Samantha. Does anyone know, is there a biblical story that features a Samuel? Does anyone know that? Yes, yes. Samuel um, was a priest, and um, he actually, oh, I don't think I'm wrong. He actually, um, I believe, yeah, he... um, he anointed Saul for God. Well, if that makes sense. And also, he um, he was around when David uh, became king, I believe. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Samuel's all in the Book of Kings and stuff. He was one of one of the main uh, priests of uh, in the Old Testament. Well, at the end, when they went to the wall, didn't they find one of? Or maybe it was in his diary, one of Dwayne's fellow soldiers that was killed that was named Sam, and and that was really the reason that he named her after Sam? Well, it was in one of the letters, because um, I wrote it down, because I was sort of struck with that, and I my, my notion of biblical stories is <laughs> pretty limited, so I was like, who's Samuel? Um, but also, Bobby Ann Mason said, one of the things that inspired her, I guess, to pick the name Sam was that she herself went to the Vietnam War and she saw a Bobby Mason, so had the same name as, as herself because her name, I guess, could be you know a, ma- a male name or a female name, and, and Sam's name is the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. If you have one of these names that could be either gender, you could actually go to the wall and, and come upon your your own name, which I would think would be kind of a, an interesting experience. Yeah, I think uh, Sam, when she was at the wall, noticed, uh, uh, I guess she was just looking at the various Hughes uh, names and came across somebody that was on the wall that had her same name. 
Sam Hughes, and I don't remember what the guy's middle name was, so that's how that came up. I guess the scene that confused me the most was the one where she she ran away, you know, after she read the letters and she read the diary. And then, you know, Dwayne went and, and found her and she decided to take some food and go out camping. And, and I, that, was, that was the moment in the story that I just thought, I, that was the moment that I had a hard time spent suspending disbelief because I just thought it was, a, she seemed more sensible to me. But I guess all of the years and years and years of not knowing what the, the truth was with, about her father, I guess it just overwhelmed her. And she, she kind of needed to, um, you know, to, to sort of run away maybe and just have a, a little bit of a break. But I, I read the book twice, and both times that was the one scene, I think, that I had some, some problems sort of following, I think. Yeah, I had a problem with that, too. When she got back to the house and... She wasn't even expected to be there, and Emmett had set off a flea bomb, and she just sort of went off the deep end about this flea bomb and how awful it was, and fleas weren't that bad. And It's like, what? <laughs> it was so unreasonable of her to be angry about that. But on the other hand, she had just read the diary of her father, and I think I th- I've thought that she was really disillusioned. She had idealized him, and now she reads that he's writing this kind of racist stuff about killing and wanting to kill people, and it was really hard for her to absorb that, even though intellectually as adults we can understand that you might feel that way in a war situation. For a 17-year-old who idealized her father, to read that stuff that he was saying about these people was really hard for her, and I think she did because my first thought was, what do you mean fleas aren't that bad? I'd be thrilled if somebody, if I had fleas and they flea-bombed the house. And along those lines, I must say I did like the cat character, too. When the cat was lost, I was concerned about the cat. I knew they'd find the people. I was afraid something would happen to the cat. And I did like Emmett. I thought he was a likable character in spite of his problems. Well, anyway, I, I think that it's it's um, not unusual for people to use racial expressions, I think, particularly at that time. So, you know, it's not... It's not um, it's not the most sensitive way I think of talking about people, but it seemed honest to me. I thought. Well, I, I just got to say, it seemed to me like she talked more about the characters in the Mash television show than she talked about the characters in the book. Because uh, I mean, uh, you know, it focused on Sam, and it and it went through, you know, whatever Sam was 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 trying to work through with with the whole Vietnam War. But uh, and at the end of the day, it just seemed like she didn't do much with any of the characters, and, and that's why I didn't like the book because uh, you, you got a you got a kind of portrayal of lower class small town Kentucky America maybe and and how that that uh, sector of people live, but but other than that, it really didn't deal with anything in the war, uh, other than you know you got a little touch of, of Bruce Springsteen and what his songs were. Uh, and like I said, it covered a lot about uh, the MASH television show. But uh, I don't know. I, I didn't really get the sense that she really developed any of the characters. And that was another reason I really didn't like the book. Well, I, I don't just disagree with you about the MASH television show. I found that, I mean, I, I loved the television show. It was a terrific, terrific show. Um, but it was a little grating after a while to to constantly hear about this television show. I think she could have toned that part of the book down a little bit. Um, I mean, the thing about 
television from that time, as those of us are old enough to remember, you know, there used to be channels 2 through channel 13, and that was it, (laughs) you know. There was no cable TV. So years ago, you know, many of us all watched the same television shows because the, the number of television shows were pretty limited. And, you know, there was a real sense, I think, probably a lot more than there is now because there's so many different television channels and people watch, you know, shows on Netflix and Amazon and all these other places. So, But at that time, I mean, you know, everybody watched the same shows. So maybe that's a little bit what she was trying to, to convey with, with that. But I agree with you. I, to me, it got a little bit too much, you know, constantly. I mean, I found, like, the references, like Ginny mentioned, about Geraldine Ferraro, Interesting because that was that was significant at the time, and she didn't really overdo that. Um, and the music, I think, you know, some people just like to write about the music of the time, um, and they're very influenced by the music. So, and certainly Bruce Springsteen at that time had a tremendous cultural influence. Um, I think for me, the reason why I really like the book, I think her writing is really very, very good. I, I really liked the way that she writes, and I liked what Ginny mentioned, how we, you know, it's a little subtle, you know, she's not hitting you over the head with everything, Um, you know, you get a little detail here and a little flavor here, and you have to kind of like sort of go along with it and get sort of a sense of what these people are like, but you don't know everything about them, Um, and the relationship seemed, it seemed honest to me, it seemed real, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people you know, not everybody talks about everything. A lot of people go through life, and, and there's a lot of issues that really are never discussed. Um, and I think maybe more so than, you know, this is a number of years ago than, than now. Um, and I, I guess I had empathy for a young girl who never knew her father and really was trying very hard to understand because, you know, I mean, some of us grew up with fathers, as, as I did, who were not that talkative, and, you know, they would have wished maybe that they knew their father a little bit better, um, and so it, it wasn't hard for me to understand, you know, wanting to know more about your father. Um, so that's what, uh, you know, that's what it, I found interesting about the story. I just I just wanted to add that one of the things that is um, to me was to me enjoyable about the book uh, was all the pop culture references um, that kind of tied the era, you know, it, that kind of were part of the era. Um, I have to admit this is really embarrassing. I didn't know that Bruce Springsteen's uh, song um, "Born in the USA" was about Vietnam. Now I should have known that. Um, also, um, you know. I kind of cringe sometimes at how limited the lives were of um, that some of the characters, you know, financially and educationally. And I was glad that Sam was going to be moving moving on from there. But I know that I read an interview, um, or maybe it was a YouTube. I was trying to open up the book a little bit because, like Alan said, it was a little flat for me, even though I really appreciated it. But um, she said that she, um, that is the author, grew up um, on a dairy farm. And she knows um, some of the descriptions of landscape, how important a small town a mall is, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that was really interesting to me, and I felt that she probably knew what she was talking about. She said one of the reasons she wanted to become a writer was um, 
ironically, she didn't want to do that hard work, you know, the hard physical work of being on a dairy. And she said she used to really resent the Bobsy twins in literature because they got to travel all the time. <laughs> and, you know, a day, you've, the cows have to do meals every day. You really can't take off. So I thought she knew a lot about the area she was writing. And in historical fiction, I do like popular culture. Well, I, I like Bruce Springsteen, so I'm always glad to see him in a story. In fact, Born in the USA is kind of an anti-war song. Some candidate, I don't remember if it was Reagan or somebody else, was using it in their campaign, and they had to quit because they didn't realize the lyrics were not exactly super patriotic. Um, I agree with Alan. I didn't think the characters were well-developed. It would be interesting to read another book by this author to see if that's her style or if that was intentional, because I thought it might have been intentional in this book because she was trying to portray people that didn't want to talk about what they had gone through and stuff, and they were detached. And as a result, the people in their lives ended up being somewhat detached, too. And so it might have been a a device to, you know, get that across. But I kind of noticed that, too. Ginny, I think your word flat kind of described it well for me, too. Um, And unlike you guys, I didn't like Sam that much, although I can understand why she was the way she was. And unlike you guys, I, for some reason, I didn't mind Lonnie. I, I wouldn't have wanted to see her end up with Lonnie, but I kind of felt sorry for him. He was a product of his town and his upbringing and stuff. And, you know, he's at loose ends, not sure what he's going to do with his life and stuff. And hopefully he'll find somebody that loves him and he'll, they'll have like five or six kids and he'll work at the gas station the rest of his life and things will be fine. You know, I, I guess I, I thought this story seemed really realistic, and I, I can understand what you're all saying about the character being flat, but I, I guess I didn't find them flat at all. I thought they were all in a certain amount of pain, I guess, and trying to sort of sort out their lives a little bit, um, you know, some more successfully than others. I guess Irene was trying pretty hard to create a new life, and I think that... Um, you know, I think that Sam as well was trying to resolve a lot of issues. Emmett maybe less so. But I, I thought she she seemed typical to me for somebody who was 17. Like I wrote down a couple of her observations because they seemed age appropriate. Like one thing she said was, why don't any of the vets I know get along with women? And I thought, you know what, she's seen enough vets and none of them seem to really be in successful relationships at all. I mean, maybe they made little efforts here and there. And another thing that she said was, it said since Dawn had gotten pregnant, Sam was feeling if she didn't watch a step, her whole life could be ruined by some mischance, some stupid surprise like sniper fire. And I thought, you know, that's pretty smart because a lot of times, you know, girls that are 17 or something, they don't always catch on that their whole lives could change very, very quickly. Um, so I thought she was feeling her way through life um, and trying to grapple with what I thought was a pretty big situation, you know, trying to understand her father and having very, very little information. So I didn't really feel the characters were flat. I mean, I just, maybe they weren't like really introspective or anything like that, but I, I thought they were all in a certain amount of like, pain, I guess. So, so maybe I don't appreciate the, the subtlety as much as y'all do, but uh, so tell me, uh, 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 Emmett was uh, Irene's older, younger brother? Uh, what do you say? 
Irene in the story was 37, and Emmett was around 34. So he was her slightly younger brother, because at one point they mentioned that Tom was the same age as Emmett, which was 34, and Irene was 37. So, But the sense was that Irene was like a little bit almost like his mother, um, because she was taking care of him. I think they mentioned for like 13 years that she was taking care of him, which is, you know, a a very, whatever you want to say about her, that's a pretty admirable thing to do, to take care of your brother who came back pretty damaged from the war for for such a long time. Okay, well, see, and I guess that uh, that's what about the book I didn't like, because I was struggling through most of the book trying to figure out if he was, Dwayne's brother or her brother because I mean I knew he was Sam's uncle so I guess I didn't pay attention enough at the beginning and they just don't mention it anywhere else in the book it doesn't seem like it's just uh, 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 and maybe uh, maybe I need to be beat on the head more with 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 details like that well I'm glad you said that Alan because I was struggling with that too I couldn't figure out whose brother he was for a long time either so it wasn't just you or well or else it was just you and i because <laughs> it took me a while to figure out whose brother he was too and why he wasn't staying with his own mom instead of his sister but um I, apparently it worked out better with irene i was wondering if any of you guys have been to the vietnam memorial in washington dc um i've been there a couple times and it's an incredibly moving experience there both times I was there there were people that were you know tracing etchings of the names probably of some loved one there were people crying there were people leaving mementos at the base of the column where their person's name was one of the park rangers told me that they collect those mementos and they have a place in DC where they do keep them all and they're tagged as to where they were left and stuff like that I assume they leave them there for a while but at some point, they pick them up and they do keep them. They don't destroy them, which I thought was interesting. I have not been to the Vietnam Memorial. I wouldn't mind going. Um, you know, I think I know what's wrong with this book. I think that it wasn't detailed enough. She kind of got into details and then she left it and then came back and got it and remember this it was her first novel and i didn't know that and for her first novel she did pretty good i have to tell you gotta tell you the thing that really grossed me out was they kept talking about his acne and it was just gross i'm sorry but i mean a little bit was fine but really it went into that like way too much and yeah michelle i think i think I agree with you. I think he was an ill man. Uh, I think he may have had Agent Orange, which is really sad. Um, But I think I like your analogy, Michelle, about them going through pain. I think what it is is because I didn't like Sam either, although I kind of went back and forth because it seemed to me that she was a young girl who was trying to kind of relate to her father trying to relate and trying to learn his life because he was dead when she was born you know and so really what it was is if she had developed these characters a little bit more they would have been a lot more human whereas sam was a little human she was immature she was mature 
she was, uh, you know, childish. She grew up. Um, she was kind of human. Yeah, I mean, I, I always find it interesting when I go to a, a book group discussion and there's a, a diversity of opinions because I think that's much more interesting. Um, sometimes I've gone to book discussions and everybody's like, oh, it's a really good book, but then there's nothing to say. So I really appreciate actually hearing all different opinions um, because I, I, I like that. I like when people read a book and I think it, it's actually not a bad thing when people read a book and, and come away from, with it from, from sort of different reactions and everything. I think that's actually a good thing. Um, Dawn, I just was going to ask you if you wanted to say anything about the book because I noticed you haven't had, had a chance to talk yet. Um, but if not, then, you know, let's just give Dawn one second and then, you know, everybody else can go through. I, I didn't finish the book. I, I really found it kind of interesting in the beginning. It reminds me of John, uh, Steinbeck a lot, reading him when I first read him in high school and the lower classes. Alan said, the, uh, or people, and I think that uh, it, it had <clears throat> the potential that whether I was going to finish it was a good point. So I, uh, I found this discussion very interesting. Well, Lila, the acne didn't gross me out, but the picking fleas off the cat and popping them is what grossed me out. I, yeah, this, I actually felt there were a lot of pretty aspects to the book. Um, a lot of things that were pretty earthy, you know, but I still um, liked, you know, again, I really liked the book um, very much. Well, I think Moon Pie was actually my favorite character, so uh, I think they told as much about the cat as they did uh, most of the other folks. So, uh, 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 so there you go. Yeah, I really like the cat too. But again, I think it, what I found interesting about this book is it's always interesting to me when I read a book and I don't necessarily like a lot of the characters and I still find the book interesting. I think that's kind of a credit to the author in some ways. I didn't like Sam that much yet. Intellectually, I could understand why she was the way she was. I mean, she's 17. She's supposed to be somewhat immature and she's struggling. She wants to learn more about her father. She's been with her uncle who is um she's kind of taking care of him as much as he's taking care of her for all these years she has a kind of a loser boyfriend that's not going anywhere she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life so in spite of the fact that i didn't find her likable i found her very realistic and very understandable well first i just want to thank everybody for coming because um it's the end of the summer, and it's right before Labor Day weekend, so I, I had sort of a, a, a strong suspicion all day long that I was going to be the only one here and, and end up talking to myself. So thank you all for, for showing up. I, I really do appreciate it because I know it's, it's, a, it's the time of year. Sometimes people just want to, like, you know, relax and, and kind of enjoy the, the, the end of the summer. Um, and I guess, um, you know, like I said, I mean, I... I don't know. I, I tend to pick books a lot of times about young women struggling, so I'm going to have to try hard and struggle to find other other titles because I, I do notice sometimes I pick these sort of stories, and I think not everybody relates to them that well. Um, I could see men not relating well to a young women struggling, and also a lot of times women women don't either. So I think some of it just might be my own 
my own taste. I like these coming-of-age stories a lot of times, but I think I have to, to broaden out a little bit. So anyway, um, I was just going to ask Sherry to mention our next book, and also um, Alan and Don, if you wanted to mention the books for, for your group as well, your groups as well, that would be great. Well, I love coming-of-age stories, so don't stop picking them. Um, our next book, and I did put it up in the chat window, which I think you can hit F9 to get it. We're going to read Brooklyn, and it's by Colm Toybin, and his name is C-O-L-M-T-O-I-B-I-N. But um, there's some kind of um, language mark in his last name, so if you search by author, I couldn't get it to come up on Bard. So I just had to search for Brooklyn and get like 200 hits, and there's not that many in the titles, so I was easy to find. The DB number, of course, you can search by that too, is uh, 69470. That's 69470, and again, it's in the chat window if anybody wants to hit F9 and cut and paste. And yes, uh, Alan and Don, if you can announce your next books, and also if people have other comments, that is great too. Yeah, you know, I, I searched for this book, and the way that I searched was I put his first name, which is C-O-L-M, in uh, double quotations, and then I did the word and, and then also in double quotations, I put Brooklyn. So if you put Colm, Colm, and um, Brooklyn, and both of those words in double quotations, it comes up just with one hit because I don't know how many books on Brooklyn there is, but there's probably a few. And his last name, he's Irish, he's an Irish writer. He's actually a really well-known Irish writer. He's written a lot of books. Um, and there actually was a, a very nice movie, which I did see based on this book just this past year uh, on Brooklyn. And I've not read the book, but the movie was really good. So... Usually the books are better than the movie, um, and I've heard—I've not read it, but I know a lot of people have read this book, and um, they just think it's a tremendous story. It's about um, uh, an Irish girl who comes over um, from Ireland and um, her adjustment to to being in the United States, and she has like a romance and her family, and it's—it's it's a really the movie was great, so I'm, I'm anticipating that the book is going to be really, really good. Is this the, uh, the book that the movie was based on that, that was up for an Academy Award this past year? Yes, it is. Which which leads me to believe, I, I cannot believe the people in Hollywood w- would have made a movie out of uh, uh, In Country. I really can't. When Michelle said it, there was a movie about it, I about passed, I about fainted. But uh, hey, uh, what do I know? For Worlds of Books uh, on September 18th, we're doing a book by Michael C. White called A Brother's Blood. It is not available on Bard, so I can't give you a DB number. It is on Bookshare. And if anybody that doesn't already have it that was at the last meeting wants it, I've, I have uh, gotten it from another source, created an MP3 uh, version of the uh, uh, audio narrated book. And I will share it with you if you want it. If you think you're going to attend, just write me. Uh, at walimley at gmail.com and I'll send you a Dropbox link to download it. Thanks. Yes, the the movie In Country, um, I guess it must have been a Bruce Willis project because he plays Emmett. And it's very interesting because Bruce Willis is from New Jersey and he does not have a real southern accent in the movie. Um, And he sounds like he's from New Jersey. Um, So for me, it's just like completely 
took me out of the story. Um, and um, you know, it's if you've read the book first and then you see 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 the movie, which is what I did. It is kind of based on the the book, but it's really really different. Um, really different. Um, it's kind of folksy, and the story is 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 kind of the same story. So. Um, now, Brooklyn, the movie, on the other hand, was really good. It's, it's a very romantic movie, and um, it's, it's really easy to relate to. So um, that one, I, I, I don't know, I didn't read the book yet, but I would think it was probably pretty closely related to, to the actual book. So, you know, if the book is as good as the movie or better than the movie, it's, it's really going to be a good story. Well, I really like Bruce Willis. I, I, I wouldn't have picked him for that. That's not what I would normally pick as his uh, as his uh, movie type roles. I know he's done a lot of different things, but uh, 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 Die Hard that isn't. So yeah, I can. I can uh, uh, that that would be interesting to to learn about the project. Maybe maybe it was something he really liked because it, it, it's not his typical kind of role. Well, I haven't seen Brooklyn the movie, so I'll be really interested when Michelle reads the book to see what the differences are. I've heard that it's different from the book because I wouldn't. The book is definitely not a romance. There's a romance in it, but it's a lot of her adjustment to the United States, and then she has to go back to Ireland and how she deals with being different when she goes back and stuff like that. It's a pretty short book too. I think maybe nine hours or something like that. Yeah, this is Jenny Michelle. I was very. I'm very curious to know who they cast as Sam in In Country. And I was thinking about what you said about suffering in the book and people with dilemmas. And I think that um, the book was at times actually uncomfortable for me to read. Maybe I was the only one because of all the, um, you know, the discomfort and pain and angst in the book. But I think one of the things that's the strength of the book, I think, is at the end of the day it was really a compassionate novel, I thought. Yeah, um, the actress that played Sam, her name is escaping me. Um, she was in, she's English, and um, she made a couple of movies. This movie was made in 1989, and the book came out in 1985, so pretty not that long after the book came out. Um, and the actress who played Sam was somebody who I remember had a certain amount of acclaim at that time she made a couple of movies and unfortunately um, she had some some real uh, serious personal issues and what I read about the movie was that Bruce Willis eventually couldn't deal with her so he would only talk to her when they were in character but the second that they, they stopped doing dialogue he wouldn't talk to her at all so I think it was kind of a tense sort of movie set I don't think it was a you know a a, a sort of a happy set. Um, it wasn't a particularly good movie. If I had not read the book, I think I would have been really lost. Um, and I only saw the movie because I was able to get access to it, and um, I had just read the book. So I thought, okay, I know there's a movie. Let me, let me, you know, let me listen to the movie. But it was not a, a great experience. But Brooklyn, I thought, was pretty good. I mean, they're, they're, the beginning of the movie, and I'm sure it's in the book as well sort of details her journey which you know if you have a sensitive stomach <laughs> you might be a little sick during that part because I was a little sick when I was listening to it during the movie um, but when she comes to I guess New York or Brooklyn um, she lives in a rooming house and all those kind of experiences um, but there is a pretty strong romance element maybe not in the book but in the, definitely in the movie 
Uh, Emily Lloyd was the name of the actress that played Samantha in the movie. And another bit of trivia, since uh, she was so big about talking about pop culture in the thing, she mentioned the dancing in the dark, Bruce, uh, uh, oh, Lord have mercy, uh, Springsteen, you know, his song, and that she referred to the video and the girl that that got to dance with the, in the uh, in the video. That was the, uh, and I can't think of the actress's name, but she was the one that played Monica in Friends. Uh, in that video, yeah. So there you go. Tr- more useless trivia for you. Courtney Cox it was the actress, actually, who danced with him on He pulled her out of the audience. I'm sure she was picked ahead of time, but she was moniker and, and friends for a lot of years. Were there any other differences in the movie in country, Michelle, from the book? There was nothing but differences. Um, I, I heard an interview with uh, Bobby Ann Mason, and somebody asked her that question. She was really diplomatic when she answered the question. She said, "You know, they asked her what did she think of the movie, and she said she thought they did a really respectful job. Um, but like they start out with the movie, and um, they have a graduation scene." And they have all the people who live in this town. They're all wearing overalls because I guess that's what we all think about people that live in the country. They all wear overalls. And they all bring their little picnic baskets to a graduation where they're listening to, you know, the names being called, which I don't think is the way most people go. You know, they don't sit and eat fried chicken while people are graduating on stage. And there were were a lot of of differences between the movie and the book. So, um, and the I guess one of the biggest differences was the end of the movie that Sam um, ends up, you know, deciding she's going to go to college and she's going to live with her mom, where in the book that was not really decided. I mean, I thought that's what was going to happen, but we didn't know for sure. Never underestimate the amount of fried chicken that's eaten in small uh, town southern America. That's pretty funny. Uh, um, well, I'm glad that it ended up like that. That was a nice epilogue. Uh, Don, did you want to talk about the next history book? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> we're following up uh, the book on Louisa Adams with the, her husband's biography, John Quincy Adams, A Public Life, A Private Life, A Private Life. It's repeated. And it's by uh, John C. Nagel. I don't have the DB number. <clears throat> cast a little better bit light better light on him some of the people didn't like John Quincy Adams too much especially his post presidential career at, in the House of Representatives the only ex president of the United States that served in Congress so uh, it, it's it's especially the beginning I thought was more interesting than the, than the very ending and the very last part was good because he, he really was doing bad. There is a section on YouTube on his testimony on the Amistad case. He supported the free and resulted in the liberation of the 30 slaves that had overpowered the slave shift and they were eventually sent back to Africa, I gather. So I, I think it's, that is a very part, small part of the book. But it, uh, the whole family... Adam's family suffered from uh, uh, a problem with alcoholism and probably genetic and uh, from uh, Abigail's side of the family so the Quincy side okay I don't I don't want to step in it so the history thing does meet this coming Tuesday is that one going to be about John Quincy Adams or is that the one about the the Adams the 
the first lady. You you have a good point. I was talking about the next book, and this Tuesday we're talking about this month's book, which is on uh, the wife, uh, Louisa Adams, and it's a very, very, if you haven't read it yet, I'm sorry I got a book ahead of myself, and uh, her her life, and she did this, uh, she married, well, I won't describe the story, but it follows through and uh, you can make your opinion whether uh, he was such a jerk as some people thought he was or or not after you read both books well it is unusual that fiction old and new meets before history doesn't happen that often Alan I was going to ask you a question you said that you can share an mp3 file of a book which I assume has human narration instead of book share uh, computer-generated narration. Do you share that through Dropbox? Because my Dropbox account, I have to invite people to share folders. Is there a way that you make a public folder that you don't have to invite people? Is that is that how you're sharing the file? Yes. Yeah. Like like if you want it, I can email you a link that you'll get an email from me, and it'll, and it'll say something like, "Okay, here's the here's the the Dropbox link you can download the file from." So if you want me to do that. I think I've got your email address. I'll be happy to do it. But uh, if you don't want to read it, you know, I, I won't waste your time. But, uh, yeah, I, I can just go into my Dropbox, and I can right-click it from within Windows Explorer, and it'll, it'll say something like, copy Dropbox link. So I can just paste that in a link to you. And it's, it's zipped up and stuff. So it's, there were, like, two MP3 files that make up the book, and I've got them zipped into one, and I can just send a link to that one zip file. The way you do that, Michelle, is you define your folder as public, and that way anyone you send a link to can access it too, unlike the folder that you and I have where we've just invited each other that's closed to the public, but you can define those folders as public. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, the the book looks interesting. Sherry told me about the book, so I would actually prefer to listen to a human voice rather than a computer voice, so yes, I would actually like to 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 listen to that i i wasn't sure because sherry and i have a folder that we share information but i know i had to invite her to do that but i've seen other people just send links to dropbox and i assume you don't have to invite them so i wasn't sure how that works but i'll 